Good morning, everybody. Or night, depending on when you're listening to this. But preferably in the morning. Uh, I always listen to it on our morning commute to space. That's right. When we're going up into space. Welcome back to the book club from Planet Zero, a.k.a. the Planet Zero podcast. A.k.a. the girls' room. Girls' room. (laughs) The girls' room. (laughs) Girls only. Yeah. Uh, And that, of course, girls is guys in real life. Me and Eric only play as women in video games. That's right. Um, That's true. Yeah, that's a... that's a deep cut for any of you out there. Welcome back, though. This is season two, episode one of season two. This is the first episode. First and episode you know of what? season two. Last episode of the year uh, 20, what is it? On Three, Earth, what, 2023? 2023? Uh, that Something like that, Which uh, Which letters letters do they use for their year? Uh, they use the numbers. Oh. The numerics. The numerics. Yeah. Um, we don't have yeah. those on and Planet probably, Zero. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we're called Planet Zero. That's as far as we count <laughs> that's numbers. Far, that's how much we can count. It's <laughs> up to zero. We can count as many. Hi- uh, we right. can count as much as fingers as we have on our hands. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of lore for you. Uh, Thank God for mic stands. No, um, <laughs> it'll be the last episode of the year. It's our first year in podcasting. Uh, we've learned a lot. And yeah. we forgot a lot about those lessons. <laughs> we learned a lot. We forgot a lot. <laughs> so we start back from lesson zero, hence the namesake. But we're back, and we're here, and we're a book club, and we're going to talk about the books that we've been reading. Uh, so without further ado, I think it's time to just jump into our agenda uh, and talk about the book that we just finished together. Dude, Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come. On my face. Kingdom Came. Kingdom. We Kingdom Came. <laughs> I kingdom came, I kingdom wiped up, and I kingdom left. Um, so let's give a little, let's give this viewers a little a synopsis, a so, short synopsis about this book. So DC's Kingdom Come by Mark Wade and Alex Ross. Uh, first off, Dynamite Team, just oh, a God, pair, yes, dude. right? One of the best. Uh, Mark Wade, just one of the best names out there contemporarily. He's um, reading those books that you're reading right now. Yeah, and he's do yeah he's doing uh, he's doing what World's Finest right now. Yeah, those, that series. Yeah, and Wade you can verse. and you can. This is one of those artists or uh, writers that I kind of like. When we started the podcast, I told you that you know you could go into a store, you could just find like if you watch the Daredevil show and you really like the Daredevil show, uh, you can. You can uh, just go and buy Daredevil books, and you can be interested in Daredevil that way, right? But after a while, you're going to realize, oh, man, some Daredevil's good, and some Daredevil's bad. And it's like, well, which Daredevil did you like? Do you remember when Daredevil was good? Go look at who wrote that, and then maybe go find another Is that comic how that you got wrote. started on Wade? That's how I got started on Wade and King and um, just a bunch of them. Kate's, Ewing, uh, Lansing. I know half um, of those people. Abnett, all of those guys. Though, like, you just start to realize that, like, you can increase the quality of your life reading comic books if you look out for the quality writer names. That, yeah, like, just, like, more, right? Like, you would pick up any book by more, and you'd go, oh, I God, know I'm yeah. going to like this. I want more of I that. I want more. <laughs> I want more of Alan Moore, but he won't. Some I don't think he's going to say that they want more of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could do for a little less. They just like my That's ideas, Alan Moore doing stand up. Um, but we read Kingdom Come by Mark Wade and Alex Ross. Oh, um, Alex so Ross, great, real quick, too. Great writer. And a, yeah, let's talk about him for a second. What an amazing artist. A guy who 
he, you see, he doesn't really do um, yeah, he doesn't really do um panel work. He usually does a uh, cover art, right? Yes. But now he's he doing... usually just does cover art concept and like large scale paintings of characters. Like that's what his art is. So they made a um, full length book on this guy's art. It's like an art book. Yeah, pretty it, much. It, it is. It is essentially um, this beautiful. It's like a museum of art for comic books. Like this oh, is like yeah. what you would go to the museum and see. Like it's like its whole universe too. Uh, it's so good. Yeah, it's all in his style. He designed all the characters. Um, I love that. I remember the first time I read Kingdom Come. You open it up and you see this just random old dude. Yeah, that, that and old I was dude. like, oh, is that who is that? <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like, is that Alec? Is that Alex Ross? Is that like a self portrait he did? Is that a president or something? Who is, that a is this guy? No, he's um, he's a he's a um, he's our main character. He's so our this main book, character. An uh, old an old man preacher. He's a he's a priest. He's a priest yep, in who's uh, having um, what what's his name again? Norman McKay. Norman McKay. I couldn't think. of I it. I like was... how we never knew who this guy was, but then like we read the story, we're a big fan of him, and then we went to the freaking. We, we were went at to a the toy store. We were at a toy st- a used toy store in our local, and we town. saw like a bunch of Norman McKay figures just sitting on the side. I was like, "What?" <laughs> you were super shocked, but I I was shocked too. But then I remembered that you bought the Dead Man figure. Yeah. From Kingdom Come? Oh, yeah, there's a whole Kingdom Come collection. I just... Yeah. They made a whole it figure. But, like, it doesn't click in your head that they'd make just this old dude who wears, like, a button-up flannel and a sweater vest. Yeah, until you read the story and you realize how cool that old He's, man is. He is the main... I would say, um, you know, most books you could boil down who's the protagonist. Is this an Iron Man book? Is this a Spider-Man book? Is this an Avengers book? This right? is a Norman This is a McKay. Norman people McKay mistake book, this book. Yeah, people mistake this as a Superman book. Um... I think it's a Norman McKay book. It's definitely not a Superman book. <laughs> well, he's poster child. He's always in the front. It's it does follow story. him. It does follow him the most. Um, and I do think that Mark Way talks about how this is primarily for him a Superman uh, storyline. But so Norma, Norman McKay, just the everyday preacher, right? Uh, plagued with visions because his friend died. That's who so was sad. having the visions himself. Yeah. And who was his friend? Oh, the Sandman. It was, it was the Sandman. That's right. Sandman, That's right. Dude. The Sandman was going to his church. He was dying. He's older now because this is a universe where. Yeah, we should let the people know this is takes place in an alternate universe again, where uh, the superheroes. It's it's a uh, in the future mm-hmm. where the superheroes have gone older and well, the world's a little different. There's an increase so, of meta humans yeah. with powers, and Superman kind of like um, went to recluse. He became so. A neat. So it's a world where. You know the meta, like if meta humans are having kids, right? So the meta humans are multiplying. Yeah, they're so, having kids. So there's more meta humans, right? There's more Just people like with mutants. powers. There's more androids. There's more super intelligent people. Um, and it reaches. We're at a world um, when we get into the story of Kingdom Come. The world is at a point of critical mass where these superheroed individuals are just fighting each other for the, f- like, the fuck so of it. So much collateral damage. It's literally just, like, glamour. It's like there's so many superheroes that they're not even heroes anymore. They're kind of just, like, doing it for their own clout. It's, it's a like bunch a, it's of like a influencers, it's just, it's just like a basically. big... It's also like a, you know, big war. More heroes, remember, more villains, and all that. Remember when Vine got shut down? That was so And sad. then, like, all of the Vine stars, like, started infecting all the other, like media apps and oh, media outlets. Yeah. Now imagine if the Vine Viners just had superpowers instead. And instead of like once Vine was deleted, instead of going to YouTube and making a bunch of dumb shorts and uh, short videos, they like went yeah. out to the streets. It's, like, it's, like su- it's like all the superheroes are from New York City mm-hmm. and that was fine. But now they're in my backyard. Mm-hmm. They're at my kid's school. And they're, they're everywhere. And when they get in a fight, it's not like, oh, we're saving the world. It's like, no, they, they're just sh- seeing who's stronger yeah. than the Guess other what? one. Guess what? My car's you know insurance does not take 
great uh, superhero collateral. Yeah. So Do you fucking believe that? So things aren't in a good place for superhumans. Superman's and, and gone. One like, of the big w- reasons is because for the last ten years, Superman is gone. He went into he went into a little little hiding. He went into hiding because, because of his uh, protege. Uh, Magog was that, is that a protege? No, that was just a guy who looked up to him and wanted yeah. to imitate him. Yeah, but I, I but you know that probably started as a protege. Yeah, thing. you know Superman probably tried to take him under his wing and teach him. I, and I think they talk about that. Like he Superman feels fa- feels a deep sense of guilt and failure because he let that kid down, right? Because the kid because he looked up to Superman, and in Superman's eyes, like even if it's not explicitly said in the text, which I can't really recall right now, but even if that's not explicitly said where Superman mentors this kid, the fact that this kid looked up to Superman so much and still did such a heinous act, yeah, hits Superman hard. Well, I think I think I'm starting to remember. Um, you're right. Um, but also the what made Superman go into like hiding and all that is because of Magog, um, the parasite. Pretty much. Yo, well, that's. That's after. Yeah, that's when he comes. That's when he comes comes back. Sorry, he leaves because Magog is getting all these like um, credits and all this fame and stuff. But he's like a complete. Well, he he's he's not careful. He destroys stuff on the way, but he's still getting all this clown stuff. And Superman does not support all this, and they kind of like put him on the spot because like he doesn't kill his villains and Magog does. So and people are trying to. People started going on his side, and Superman was like, well, "I can't uh, see humanity." I think Magog, for that. Magog goes on trial for murder. Yeah, he got out. That's right. Superman got, goes and testifies. Right. And is like, "Hey, just because this guy killed a quote unquote bad guy and saved the day, he killed the Joker." Like, that's right. Like, yeah. Oh shit! I yeah. forgot about that. Oh, it's all coming. It's all falling back. This good. This story. He so kills good. the Joker, dude. He's like, just because he like did that, just because he was a bad person, doesn't mean that makes murder okay. And this guy should have the full punishment for murdering someone. But everybody and then the on people's Earth court like, said, no, no, he's our hero. He killed the Joker. You guys should have done it a long time ago. And that makes Superman lose hope. And he goes and he secludes himself in an artificial reality. But we learned that a little later because at first, Nor- Norman McKay having a hard time preaching, right? Yeah, having he's, a hard he's so time. sad with life and everything. He's like, man, life's getting rough. Even his... Uh, uh, his um. His flock is like, yeah, they're like listening to his uh, masses, and they're like, what they're the? like, there's like, why is this guy so sad? There's super mutants flying all over the place. Uh, He's literally talking about the end of days. That guy who got off for murder ten years ago just blew up the Bible Belt. <laughs> um, so what happens? This, uh, uh, um, the the kickoff event of this book. That's all background information that you have now, listeners. The kickoff event is Magog, or however you pronounce his name. Uh, him and a bunch of superheroes. Him and a bunch of superheroes, including Captain Adam. Adam, uh, a man who has a suit that contains radiation. Yeah, he's stronger a, than the sun or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, are chasing down the parasite. They're fighting the parasite. They're in Oklahoma, Kansas. Kansas. They're in Kansas. So this is Clark's home yeah, state. Yeah, it's his heart. It's right in the heart, dude. And he's like running through a wheat field, and parasites like fucking leave me alone, please leave me alone, dude. And Magog's like, get him, get him, get him. <laughs> um, and parasite, desperate. Scrapes out and cuts open uh, Captain Universe or Captain Adam. Captain Adam. I think his name is Captain Universe or something like that in this book, but it might be Captain Adam. But he, he cuts him it's open. a new outfit. He cuts him open and nukes the entire Bible Belt. The yeah, entire, this was live, The too. entire grain. Yeah, it was being broadcasted live. And on top of that, it begins a famine because that's where all of the, like, you know, that's where a majority of our agriculture is in, in that, like, Midwest area. Yeah. Um, so, so that's a big fuck up. Yeah. So Norman McKay is like trying to preach and trying to give people hope because that's his job as a preacher, right? And he's having a hard time. And at the end of one session at church, 
the fucking specter just shows the up. Specter. He just comes flying out of a painting, dude. And he's, he's like, like, Norman McKay, you are too depressing, but I need your help. He's like, Norman McKay, as you well know, the apocalypse is a brewing. He's like, I knew it. I kn- no, nah, he wasn't like that, but he was he's scared. He was shit his pants when yeah, he saw the He was specter. like, no, this is just another vision. And Vision is like, no, 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 come with me. I need your help. To judge to humanity. Judge all of humanity. Usually it's my job, but I need a human. And Norman to do McKay's it. like, could you not did you not just realize I had to fucking I couldn't even do my job of preaching to people? So and the Spectre's like, that's why you're my prime suspect. Yeah, so Spectre just takes this poor old man who's like have suicidal thoughts and just took him on a big old journey. I don't think Norman McKay was having suicidal thoughts. I think well, he was I think he was dis- I think he just lost his friend. The world around him is crumbling, and he himself is having a hard time finding hope. And yeah, his job pretty, as yeah. a preacher is to instill hope in his in his uh, followers yeah. and his and his you know his yeah. parish or whatever. But he's he's literally f- he can't find it. He's like this is hopeless. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's being a depressing man. Yeah, but I feel like you know, especially You're after ready to be a letdown. Especially Norman. like when we we all went through COVID. I'm sure we can all identify with Norman McKay. Oh yeah, and this story of like. Things are like things got out of hand. Things are crumbling around you, and you're, they're crumbling around you. And and where can we find hope? And it goes on this, and immediately the specter takes him, and he and he takes him over to Kansas, where Superman's hiding in a AI bunker, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, get, and then Wonder Woman comes to get him out of there. Wonder so. Woman comes and is like, "You're being a cuck." <laughs> Superman, you're gonna let Magog cuck you like that? And then Superman's like, "Shut up! I heard you got kicked out of the Amazon." <laughs> Remember that? That's so sad. Why would they, Amazons are bitches? Yeah, <laughs> but they, basically, they, they dethroned her. They dethroned her. But Diana shows up on Superman's artificial doorstep. Um, well, first off, Spectre takes Norm McKay to find Superman, and he takes him to like a big farm, and he's like, Norm, immediately Norman McKay is like, how, how is this possible? This got nuked like two weeks ago. What do you? This is impossible. <laughs> There, there's no. This is Kansas. He's like, well, give it a second, um, and it like is revealed that Spider, or, no, Spider-Man, Superman, for the last ten years has been hiding out in this like bunker that he built himself. That AI generates yeah, a crypto. farm life. Yeah, loser, dude. Oh, but um, loser behavior. So Wonder Woman takes him out. And Superman sees the world, and he has to get it all back in order. He takes it upon himself to put things back in order. Well, and that contradicts um, ba- other superheroes like Batman and Magog, of course, who's still out. Well, she, um, she, she's like, Clark, this is what's going out on out in the world, dude. The world needs Superman. And then he comes back out sporting the black logo. The black S. Right, the black S. And he looks around, and he's like, okay, well, we got to... There's too many metahumans. They're all... None of them know how to be heroes. None of them know what they're doing. We need to reinstate the Justice League and teach these kids what they're doing, right? Yeah. That's 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 what happens. Is like, he's like... So he builds a gulag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a gulag. Because <laughs> what, what better when you need to re-educate an entire population than not a gulag? gulag. I think They're he, not shy about he, it at all. Didn't he specifically said it's a gulag? He like, calls gulag. it a gulag so many times. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's this big-ass dome. He gets scot-free. Well, first he goes oh, to... You got, you got your boy scot-free. Hold on, but because before that, he goes to... Um, Batman. He, he gathers up the old crew. He goes... Diana gets him. And then he gets the Flash, who is existing at all places at once. Oh, then he so meets up with the Green Lantern. Just Central City, though. Just Central City. But he can also hang out with them, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's, all, he's literally every place at once and in every dimension. Yeah, Central That's, City is pretty much like 
Yeah. Well, every the whole world's being fucked up. Central City's fine because the Flash is everywhere at once. And also, Gotham I just City wanna, is good because there's bat drones walking everywhere. I just want to take a note real quick right here. Um, while we describe these events to you, understand that the way that we receive these events were through the Spectre, like shooting Norm McKay around time and space, <laughs> around space in a, in a pocket continuum. dimension to view these events happening so that he can judge humanity at the end. Like when we're talking about these events, just keep in mind that there's like a 67 year old man <laughs> and, and the, the specter just watching everything. everything. And, and the entire time, the 65 year old man is like, please, please spirit of vengeance, do something, do fucking anything. <laughs> and he's like, and no, the specter's I can't like, do anything. Not yet. <laughs> not, not yet. That's a, that's, Wait. this is all on you, Norman. Wait. Oh, it's like a Rick and Morty <laughs> episode. Yeah, oh, Mr. Spectre. Oh. Um, yeah, so, so they get the gang back together. Uh, Superman kinda. goes to Apocalypse. And it's he Scott meets Free. with, um, no, he meets oh, Orion. He meets with Orion. Who looks like Darkseid. Dark oh, my God. You know that blue helmet around Darkseid's head? Know, now, imagine that with Orion, with like a... Pretty much Orion's a skin palette, like a skin swap of like um well in so uh, uh, dark side pretty much his listen- hair is now like the blue helmet. Longtime listeners will remember that we read Jack Kirby's Fourth World together. The fourth world. And in the fourth world, Orion actually uses Motherbox to fix his face. Yeah, to fix his face. To not look so much like his monster father. And then, then he stopped. He, he stopped, stopped getting he stopped getting cosmetic he, surgery. He he takes over his father's position and he gives that up. He and looks he just his like role. him. Yeah. He like falls like it's Superman's going and is like, hey, like you rule apocalypse. Like, how did you do it? And like Darkseid's like, you're talking to the wrong dude because I just am filling in for what exactly my father. Did. I don't even want to be I here. Think, he, he, he's like, I found it better to leave things the way they are. When he when Superman goes to talk to Orion, Orion essentially says to him, yeah, if you want the success that I have by taking over the rule of apocalypse, you got to understand, I didn't really do anything different from Darkseid. The only thing that I did was stop trying to conquer everything. But uh, w- in ruling Apocalypse, I found it easiest to just keep things the way they are because that's what this planet is used to. That's what the society is. And then he's like, if you're looking for someone to instill hope and change the future, you're talking to the wrong guy. And that's when Superman goes and finds Scott, Scott Free. Free. And Scott Free builds a gulag. <laughs> <laughs> How That's great. when Scott Free builds a, a work camp. How I, I a like education camp. I like how Mister Miracle is always like coming in during Justice League situations when they need like a prison built. Yeah, or, I liked or, him or, in um, Identity Crisis when he just showed up and was like, "Huh, yeah, my security system was working fine. I don't know. I don't know why. Don't know your wife, I don't happened. know what your wife died. Elongated man, dude. <laughs> you my, suck. It wasn't my systems. Just like yeah, you know, dude. <laughs> That's, Scott. Come on, man." <laughs> No one was... My st- wife's still alive, so... No one was sticking the finger to you, Scott. Scott. Scott, what the fuck, dude? My wife's still fucking here, dude. All right, you don't go talk fucking to, blame You me. should go talk to Dr. Light. Turn him into a Teen Titan villain. Um, we're getting off track. Oh, so... Well, so they build this gulag, yeah. and Superman goes and talks to Batman. And is like, hey, Batman, I'm doing this thing. Can you help me? And Batman's like, this is fucked. <laughs> Yeah. What you're doing's kind of fucked. Batman like, pretty much just stays in Gotham City now as like a commanding all his bat bots. Yeah, and it, yeah, Superman's like, what about like what we're trying to f- save the world? We're trying to save like, I'm like, trying what about to your save city. Gotham. And he's like, My city's fucking fine. <laughs> the whole world can crumble, yeah. but my city's fine. Yeah. Um but then Batman goes and meets with the M L what is it? A? No, the what is it? H H L A? 
the humans? Human Liberation the Front? The Human Liberation Front. Led uh, by HLF. Led by Lex Luthor, Catwoman, the Riddler. Yeah, so... Uh, the Bat- Human Liberation Front. Batman goes and hangs out with the Human Liberation Front, um, who includes... Lex Luthor, Catwoman, the Riddler. I think Vandal Savage is there, too. He is. Um, well, there's other there's people a, there. There was a League of Assassins guy that I never heard of. Oh, it was Raj Al Ghul's, like... A successor. He just like was, successor or yeah, something. I don't know yeah. who that is, but um, um King Cobra? Was that it? King Co- Cobra. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cobra uh, was there. That's the uh the terrorist slash cult group. Yeah. Um but like not the G.I. Joe one. It's but. fun because like Riddler's there and like Batman's there, right? And like uh they're like going around introducing each other. And it's like Selena Kyle and Riddler's just there going like, who is the Catwoman? And it's like Bruce Wayne, who is the Batman? And it's like, <laughs> it's like Riddler. Lex is, Lex, Lex is like, yeah. Selena, why did you bring him? Yeah, it was Selena that brought him in. And then Riddler is like, uh, what is owed me a favor? <laughs> um, what is this stupid fucking club? What's the point of this club, Luther? I remember he was talking about shouting that, yeah. Because Luther, Luther wants them to... He wants there to be more metahumans to make... He wants there to, to be more metahumans to, make, to get to a critical mass. Yeah, and then fucking dumbass Riddler's all like, Excuse me, Lex, what is the purpose of more metahumans? I thought we were the human liberation front. And then, and then Lex is like, Selena, I swear to God. But then Vandal Savage is all like, I'm actually curious too, Lex, why are you putting more metahumans? And then he's then Lex described. Yeah, and then also uh, Billy Batson is there looking oh fly as hell in a tuxedo. Don't he's, what's he doing there? What's he's, he? He's being mind slaved by Lex, dude. Using what? Huh? Using what? You don't remember what he used? How he? Those mined? are the worms. The worms, dude. That's Mister Mind. Yes, that's he's, a bunch. I didn't really put that together. You didn't realize that? <laughs> no, not that. Ah, when I was first reading fucking it. Fucking nerd. Because well, they, fake fan. They didn't really talk about it. They just kind of. Now that you brought it up, I do remember it's heavily. Worms. It's heavily. It was also a bunch of little worms, not yeah. just one worm. Okay, Mister Mind is one worm. So also, I think he he name drops Sylvanas. Like he's using things that Sylvanas. Wants yeah, to I do think to him. you're right. So the way they're able to come mind control him, he yeah. used Sylvanas' help. Yeah, yeah. Well, he used Sylvanas's like theories. Oh, I see. And also, that Billy. When you remember reading this book, Billy is a is a is a really sad character in this book because he was a kid who turns into a metahuman, right? Like he is a normal boy who says a word and magically is turned into a different metahuman. So he, he's always had a foot in both doors. This is 10 years later. Billy Batson is 20 years old. He's had to deal with things that a, a normal child never would have had to. And he actually kind of willingly allows Lex to brainwash him because remember he's getting like lost in his PTSD. Yeah. They talk about that in the book where it's like, oh man, this kid's life was so fucked that like, he can't tell the difference between Captain Marvel and um, and Billy Batson. By the way, they call him Captain Marvel. Well, they call him Marvel, right? Good, yeah. It's Captain Marvel. Yeah. I, th- there, I think there was a point. This was during the point when they still call him that. Yeah. Um, I think it was like after the Injustice games or something like that. It's. Uh, I think it's. I think he couldn't be called. It's after it was. Mortal Kombat versus DC was was when it happened. Was when they like you can't call that character Captain Marvel, which is messed up. I'm really sad they can't do that. He is a better Captain Marvel. I mean, you can. I mean, you can think uh, that. I like original Captain Marvel. I like Marvel. I think people are smart enough to distinguish the two, right? Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> so let him keep the name. It's it's just sad because when I'm reading modern Shazam and like they can't call him Shazam because he can't he can't call himself Shazam because he'll change. 
and he can't call himself Captain Marvel, so they just have to sit, call him the Captain, which I think is lame. And like they still call the family the Marvel family. Yeah, weird. That is weird. Like, um, that is that is kind of strange. Like Mary Marvel and Freddie Marvel. It's like, come on, guys. Yeah, but um, but um, also right after the Gulag is built, or like I guess not right after, because again the Spectre is kind of throwing them all over the place and sending them to a bunch of different times. Yeah, if we're going all over the place for you people, just know that Norman That's, McKay is also going again, all over the you place. You guys are experiencing, through us, what Norman <laughs> McKay experienced. We're kind of just your specter. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, we should also mention that Gulag looks just like the Legion of Doom hideout it from does the Hanna-Barbera like cartoon. It what does. a good callback. Yeah, it's almost like Superman's evil. Um, <laughs> but then he takes Jeez. him to the meeting. He goes and he hangs out with uh, oh, the, the Shazam wizard, uh, High yeah. Father, and a guardian. DC's um, to talk about what's to, going on on Earth. Yeah, DC's equivalent to the Masters of the Universe, I guess. You got yeah. Zeus, you got the Phantom Stranger, Shazam wizard, and uh, High Father. That's not, and that's not Zeus, dude. That's that's High Father. That's High Father. What about him up there? What about that guy? Which guy? Is that guy not Zeus? I'm gonna assume he's no, Zeus. No, this is that's that right there is the the wizard. I know that's the wizard, but who's that guy right there? That looks like, I mean, oh, kind of looks like Zeus. If, if I squint my eyes and Maybe turn my head Zeus. a little bit. Who are you, friend? I want to say Zeus because he's also a big um, player like that. Okay, yeah, it is. Th- I, that is such a weird angle on that drawing. I don't even see them in there. Oh, we just got an alert. We just got a breaking news. <laughs> um, <laughs> never, never mind, you don't like movies. We're just in the middle of a different conversation. We'll have to <laughs> okay. cut this. Um, so they, they talk to this, this tribunal and dead there, man's that's there. a good, that's a good word. Tribunal. It is like a tribunal, dude. They're, they're sick. Dead dude. man's there and he's not part of the tribunal, but because he's like, he can like travel anywhere. He's, he's just hanging host. out. Yeah, he's hanging out. Norman McKay is like, are you a part of this? And he's like, nah, I just like to hang around. <laughs> is that how you read Boston? I, lo- I love when we're talking about comics well, and especially talking about a voice. Especially with this Boston brand, because first off, look at those wavy lines. It's a, it, This is actually my favorite dead man. This um, is the dead man where he's been dead so long that he's given up on flesh and he's he's just a skeleton in the dead man suit. I like that. That's cool. That's, that's my favorite dead man. I think um, it's neat. I have that figure. It's pretty cool. It's not even a figure. It's more of a statue, isn't it? Um, I'm going to take him out and play with him and can he pose no he floats around i gotta get like a little like one of those um plastic things that you can hold on to a character to make them in the air you know? that's nuts I but um God, look how beautiful shazam looks yeah so anyway so uh batman really just shows up to the human uh liberation front to kind of like set some some seeds of of distrust or not distrust but like he's gonna over he's planning on overthrowing luthor Right with yeah, his own squad because yeah, he he gets a bunch of like he gets like green uh what green arrow, um, blue beetle, blue beetle, black canary. all of the human like more human kind of superheroes. Yeah, as the story is go is like it keeps going on, you it feels like another Marvel Civil War kind of thing where like, the two I, honestly, superheroes like Batman's leading his own force and then you got Superman leading his own it force. Feels like a redu- like it, that seems reductionist to say, but like I would if somebody if I was trying to get someone to read Kingdom Come, which I think I even said it to you yeah, when you I was did. trying to get you to read it. I and was it felt like, like that for it's, a while. It's it's DC Civil War. It's Batman versus Superman. I think in its best at its at kind its peak. Of. Uh, should we just you know should we just say what happens? No, no, we're gonna keep talking about it because basically after the Gulag is built. Um, a riot starts to break out in the gulag. Of course, because it's not really a prison. It's more like just a, a holding place well, where so Superman he, they, can just project himself it's, in it's the air. It's supposed to be a school. 
Because in there, they're supposed to be able to like take classes and learn how to be heroes. And then once yeah, they yeah. learn how to be heroes, they they graduate and then get to go out into the real world. Yeah, none of them want to do that. None of them want to do that. They're all fully grown metahumans with their own free will. Like, and they've just been put someplace against their will. Like, so a riot breaks out. They start rioting. Basically, a met like he ba- he put all of the powder in one keg. You know, like he he made yeah. a powder keg situation. Yeah, to be fair, Superman not really your brightest idea. He's honestly. an idiot. Um, Don't say that. He's an idiot. Um, he just had too much under his belt. Come on. And, he, and like Diana's going to fight in the riot. Oh, yeah. And dude, she like pulls Diana. a sword and she's like, and Superman's like, hey, that's a sword that can cut atoms, isn't it? It can even kill me. And she's like, yeah, we're going to war. And he's like, whoa, that's a that's a harsh word. And then Diana's like, Kurt, you've been. You've, <laughs> it's Clark. I thought he was Super Scroll for a second. He's not. He's Superman, not Super Scroll. <laughs> But she's like, she's like, Clark, you've been saying gulag this entire time. Just hard, G, gulag. We should also mention that um, this is a Superman um, and Wonder Woman um, Ship. Uh, uh, yeah, shipping story. So they're a couple. You spoiled so it, but I mean, I, we so were going to get there. I don't, <laughs> there was in the beginning. They were flirting with the beginning. They're flirting. Um, throughout oh, the yeah. Because yeah, cause Superman's like, I can't believe you're going to go try and kill people right now. And then in response, Diana just tries to kiss him. That, <laughs> yeah, that was right. That, that was weird. She just lays one on this him. This isn't as much as I love this story. Uh, this isn't my and favorite then, Wonder Woman. She, <laughs> she it, pretty much on, like dude. gaslights Clark. She doesn't into, like gaslight. Well, she does gaslight him. Uh, kind of. She she basically she edges she pokes him in the direction yeah, of committing war crimes. Pretty much poking him in this direction. This Where I want to find the page. But then again, I kind of like I also understand her point of view because like when Superman's gone and Batman had a recluse to Gotham, it was all by herself trying to handle the world, and Listen she ended this. up getting fucked over in the end. Listen to this. What's up? This is Let's when they it. kiss. Her lips brush his with the sound of a <laughs> of warbling scraping steel. It is a it is a kiss. Um, oh no, no no shit! I don't know how to read. Um, her lips brush with the sound of marble scraping steel. Marble scraping steel. They're so tough. Awful sound. Terrible sound. <laughs> it is a kiss completely devoid of passion. <laughs> and then, <sighs> it is a final farewell. Dude, it's funny. She kisses him, and then she like leaves with all his soldiers, with all and of his just, friends. And it's a a panel of. You ever lose the breakup so hard <laughs> that, you, that she takes the whole family? <laughs> <That> she takes <laughs> no. your friends, your no. friends and family. <laughs> so, so Bruce immediately, or uh, sorry, Clark. No, Clark goes and <laughs> <laughs> listen, Clark. It's Clark. Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone leaves. Uh, <laughs> um. He go. Superman goes in f- to Batman and is like, "Batman, we, there's a riot. There's about to be a war. We gotta stop it." And Batman's like, "Hey, dude, you know how much I love to say I told you so. It's a lot. Get out of like, my fucking." And house. then Superman's all like, "People are gonna die, Bruce. Just help me." And then Bruce is all like, "Well, I can't tell you this that Shazam is gonna be like flying over. The, is flying over there right yeah. now to destroy that place, which." Superman just immediately just he's goes gone. There. He's, he's gone. gone. And there's a really I love it because it's a panel of old Bruce and his back's turned to Superman as he's telling him. And he's like, I can't do anything to help you, dude. This this is too far gone. But I can tell you that Captain Marvel's still active and he's being brainwashed by Luthor. And he's the only one outside of you who can stop this. And he's on his way right now to kill everyone. He's on his way to break open the gulag. That's yeah. what he was doing. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so fucking. Uh, <laughs> Clark, no, Clark runs Clark. off. Um, 
and disappears behind Super or Batman, and Batman turns around and is like, "Oh, oh, is that how that feels?" <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a really cute moment. Um, good moment. And then this war, this war breaks out, dude. Yeah. Superman versus Captain Marvel. Captain, they beat he. Captain Marvel beats him there. Cracks open the dome, and this absolute carnage breaks out, dude. Biblical levels of car, like just like violence and fire and flames and smoke and creatures. And, and Norman McKay is just in a dimension watching it while the specter eats man. a bag of salt and vinegar chips. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to grab you a chair too, Norman? This Norman's like, do something! This is fucked up! Whoa! Look, look see? The specter's all looking sad. Like, I can't do nothing about it. I cannot. It. I can take no action. Oh, man, I feel Not so yet. bad. It's funny how like I'm reading this whole story and it's just it's just watching an old man get tormented by. I love life. it, dude. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> it's and like then the specter keeps telling him, like, this is your job to judge." Like, I'm scared. And the whole time this is all going on, the United Nations is like, "We got three nukes. Let's send them." <laughs> <sighs> Fucked up. Uh, we so got three nukes. nukes. Let's fucking send them, dude. And I think they send Dick to do it. Dick. Yeah, I think. Dick... No, they send the Blackheart, the Blackhawks. No, this is... I'm pretty sure this is Dick Grayson. No, that's the Blackhawk. That's the Blackhawk? You know what a Blackhawk is? What's that? Um, there are... So this is back during World War II times, of World War II comics. Mm-hmm. There, they used to be a, um, a mysterious plane, uh, pilots that would come in during war and save the day. And there's, been, there's a bunch of different Blackhawk members, and you just know they're a Blackhawk because they have that symbol on them. Interesting. I always thought that... I always read that as being Dick. Nah. Um, isn't Dick the Robin I don't, in, this, in this? He might be. We can check it in the compendium later. But The one that um, joins Superman. You know but basically, the UN decides to send three nuclear bombs to blow up the gulag on top of uh, you know, everything that's going on. They're like, let's just kill them all at once. They're all there. And then right after that decision, we cut back to the battle and Batman. Batman comes Batman. in. Batman! Batman, look at him come in. He's, he's shows not... up with Blue Beetle and the Creeper. And... <laughs> After all those people on the page that come out, the ones that stick out to Christian is Blue Beetle and the Creeper. What's this guy's name? Oh, can't see it. Uh, he's the the Panther Man. That looks like a new Wildcat. Wildcat. That's what his name is. Ah, uh, this is such a lineup, dude. The, the, to be to be fair, the Creeper is the only one like sticking out the most in these dark the, colors. Look, I'm look. You're like, oh, only Blue Beetle and the Creeper stick out to Christian. But if I go from <laughs> left to right. In order from bottom to top, it's Blue Beetle, the Creeper, Green Arrow. Yo, look, it's I need me. That's a, a squad. I need that's, me. That's a, that's probably Batman's three top lieutenants. I need me a middle aged um, Green Arrow figure. Honestly, balding, balding middle aged Green Arrow. They, I don't even know if they did that. Well, they had to. They got Dead Man. They got to have Green Arrow. And then the battle's raging. Right, Batman just showed up. Batman is trying to talk some sense into Diana, or actually, Diana. right before he talks sense into Diana. He he literally watches her murder. Oh, she von Bach. Some, she murders somebody. She, she murders von Bach. Remember, he's like, "Do worst way I don't speak German, but he's yelling a bunch of stuff in German, and then she just, she just stabs. He looks like he's attacking Bill Nye the Science Guy. <laughs> um, he he just gets stabbed in the fucking chest. And Batman's like Diana, and then Diana's like, "He left me no choice." And Batman was like, "He wasn't even fighting you." Holy crap. But, it just um, makes it weird how they all go back to... Fr- oh, hold on, I won't spoil it right now, but... Ah, get him! But it's war. It's war, Eric. Yeah, I, war. I know what you're talking about. And, war and is sad. Batman and Diana fly up above the clouds, above the ash that's going on. And they see the Blackhawks. They see pilots. the Blackhawks. They come together. They stop, the, they stop most of the nukes. One nuke falls. One single nuke gets through. 
Superman is in the middle of a fight with Shazam. He sees it. Shazam is Shazamming the shit out of Superman, get, hitting him with that magic lightning. One of Superman's only weaknesses at this point, because he's even immune to kryptonite at this age. Oh, yeah. Getting yeah, hit. Yeah. Getting hit with l- magical lightning. He At one Shazam, he lunges, has it hit Billy, turns him back into a human, snaps his jaw shut, holds him there for a second, looks up, sees the bomb, and is like, Billy, I've been making mistakes left and right this entire time. I feel like every decision I've made led us here which makes me feel like I've made every decision the wrong decision because I never want it to end up here. Now, I could let that bomb... I, we have plenty of time to stop... I have plenty of time to stop that bomb. You have plenty of time to stop that bomb. The thing is, I don't know if I should be allowed to stop that bomb. So I think I'm going to let go of your mouth. I'm going to go and try and stop that bomb. And you stop me if you think everyone here should die and the humans should just get the planet, you know? Or I'm going to stop it we're going to have the same problem. Too many metahumans. And human life will be lost on the scale it is lost the other week. I feel like you're the only one qualified to make this decision. Superman goes to fly up. Shazam. He's both mortal and man. Shazam oh, says man. It's the magic word. Grabs him. Throws Superman down to the ground. Flies up to the bomb. It's, detonates the bomb in the midair. He tried to stop the nuke. No, he didn't. So, yeah, he did. No, he didn't. He, no, he goes. He hugs it. He yells, Shazam, 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 to blow the bomb up midair. Oh. He makes that decision. They talk about it later in the book. They talk about how he made the decision to try and save as much life as possible. Yeah. Yeah. He tried to save, yeah. He, he, save Superman gave him an ultimatum, and Captain Marvel said no. And he did, because there's enough metahumans that survive with the help of Green Lantern and other heroes yeah. To still have the same problem. There's still too many metahumans on the earth. Like, we're still dangerous. Not anymore. Now that that nuke fell down and killed, I say, like, no, 90% they they, of them. They, yeah, I mean, they kill a large percent, but they literally say it at the end of the book. They say, we, we still have the same problem. Like, we're, we're still in the same still situation. Step one. And then Superman was like, well, I think we can handle it better now with all the lessons we've learned. Like, we're not gods, and we're, we should stop acting like we're gods. Yeah. And then he ties Shazam's cape. To the United Nations, signifying that we forgot about the we forgot about the biggest part. What's that? Norman McKay coming in. So what, oh, after yeah, the bomb twice. hits, Superman felt so bad. He's literally this whole panel of him. Well, not a full page panel of him around all these skeletons is really distraught. And like, well, like so so that happens to Billy, right? And then Superman's pissed that they ever sent yeah. the nukes. So they fly. He so flies, he flies to go to destroy United the United Nations, Nations, and he's about to destroy those the nations. And Norman McKay was all like, "Inspector, put me out there." Let me in there. I'm going to talk some sense to them. And Spectre's like, oh, shit. All right. So he lets Norman McKay be visible to the world. And he addressed Superman. He addresses Superman as Clark because he's been he's been following Clark around the whole time. He knows who he is now and just tells him. I can't I can't even remember what he tells him, but he pretty he's much like, sets him straight. He's like, yo, you, you, Superman. Ooh, I'm so <laughs> mad at you right now. <laughs> Shame on you! <laughs> it really is a Rick and the inspector's like, whoa, stuff. relax. Oh. No, but no, Norm, Norm McKay preaches hope. The thing that he f- failed to do to his following in the beginning of the book, he does to Superman, who needs it the most in that moment. Yeah, he is able to preach hope to the man of hope who's lost all hope. I don't know how many more times I can say hope. No, no, that was beautiful what you just said there. You see, because he, because he, because he comes in and he's like, "Superman, you're you're not angry at them, you're angry at you." Like, put it down if you if you want to really reconcile yeah, with what just down. happened. <laughs> Stop crumbling that roof. Yeah. <laughs> Raise the roof, Superman, <laughs> but, but not like what you're doing right now. Yeah, 
Gen- gently lower it. No, but <laughs> he, he, he tells Superman, he's like, if you really want to reconcile, if you really want to make things right, this isn't the way. And you know that deep down, right? And at this point, all the other superheroes have arrived on the scene and they're all watching this happen. And, and, and he's able to preach hope into, into Superman and, save the, and fucking save the day. And then he, Spectre pulls him back into the pocket dimension and is like, damn, dude. That you're, wasn't an option. You were all right, Norman. <laughs> that wasn't on the... I, I didn't have a write-in section for who's right and wrong because as the bombs <laughs> drop, uh, the Spectre is like, who should live? Meta-humans or, or humans? Oh, yeah, he was getting with that. And Norman McKay is like, what the fuck, dude? I don't want anyone to die. I don't want anyone to die. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but this is, so. this is an incredible book. And then there's a little after epilogue where Batman, Superman, and, and Wonder Woman all meet up in their di- in the diner that Booster Gold owns. The Booster like, Gold's restaurant. That's all superhero memorabilia themed, and and it's fun, and and their fucking servers dressed like Robin, and Batman's all annoyed. And Batman, they don't people don't know who he is. They some they guy s- asks some guys like, "Hey, excuse me, are you?" And Batman's like, like yes. "Yes." And then he's like, "Using the ketchup, we just ran out." And then Bruce Wayne's like, "Oh yeah, I guess. Okay, here you go." Um, which is crazy because not only is he Bruce Wayne, should be super recognizable as a as a as a kind of philanthropist playboy but also he's got that weird like fucking exoskeleton he's always wearing in this oh, book yeah it's a good like that that should be pretty recognizable and i think in, at this point in this continuity he's publicly batman well he's also i think he kind of recluse too he ended up like just hiding that's out true but he like, let but, his bots do all the work yeah now. but people know that bruce wayne is batman in this continuity. yeah but um but superman and diana they show up uh, what is it like a week or two later. It was like, what, a month or something? I one guess. year, actually. Yeah. It's one year later, they all meet up, um, and they're talking about stuff, and, and Batman's like, at the end of the dinner, they're like, Batman's like, why the fuck did we meet up for this? You guys have basically just told me, like, you, you could have sent an email. No, they wanted to get together. You could they have want, sent an email. Well, but it's because Diana and Superman had news, and they wanted to surprise him. They wanted to see the shock on his face when they announced that they were pregnant, and Batman announces it before they can. <sighs> Classic Batman. And then they're and like, then and then they're like, "Fuck like, you, uh, Uno Reverse Card. You're the you're the grand the Godfather." Our actual news for you was, "You're the Godfather." We want him, we want you <laughs> to raise him. <laughs> I'm pretty. I want to. I want to think that Wonder Woman said that on the spot. No, <laughs> I, I, I do too because it surprises Clark too. Look, Clark yeah. goes, "What?" <laughs> Clark's like, uh, uh, "I didn't, <laughs> I didn't okay this." But then well, it's, they, it's but a they, beautiful little scene where they scene, they yeah. walk out with a with a new hope for the future. Yeah, um, a child that's uh, gonna be raised by the three yeah and then right before they walk out bruce catches norm McKay McKay and the and the specter in his human form having food having food having the specter special which is spinach and cottage cheese (laughs) the the idea of specter looking at his specter platter that's the specter platter is that how they then norman mckay's like hey it's just nice to be remembered right like come on (laughs) that's so nice and then i don't know if you caught this but if you see right there that's the that's sandman that's the sandman stuff as they walk out yeah i didn't see that that's a cool uh that's a cool callback to the beginning of the book and also after that most kingdom come issues they come with a bunch of little uh Behind yeah. the scenes your, scripts your and stuff. Be- your issue's better. It has more bonus stuff. I always, it is a cool issue. I hate making that mistake when you buy a book, but you don't get the cool but yeah, bonus I, stuff afterwards. I, this is my second read of this book, and it, it holds up just as much. And it's, I think I'm, I think I read this book at peak COVID, so it was hitting a lot of, like, personal notes for me. Um, but also, I, I think it's just, it's a good, I think it is a good Superman story. I think it's a beautiful Superman story. Oh, yeah. most It's a good like Norm, Norman McKay, I think the be, I think Superman's one of those characters where he shines when the focus is on someone who isn't super. 
don't say that. I think that's true. I think I think well, he like, shines. That, that is a good point, though. Yeah, you know what I mean? Be... Like, wh- I think the best Superman books revolve around Jimmy Olsen getting into shit. <laughs> you mean Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's uh, the book that we read this week, uh, Kingdom Come. Uh, how, on a scale of uh, f- one to five, how much would you recommend this book to our readers? Oh my god, I give it a four. It's pretty good. I know? give it. A, I give it a five. I give it. You a, give a four five? I think this is. I think if you're getting into comics. I think if you're uh, interested in DC uh, and you really want something that it's a is visually striking, and it's a self-contained, self-contained story, a good story that really captures the essence of the big three, in my opinion. Oh yeah, um, this is a good. This is a good start. This is a good place to either uh, start just to get an idea of these characters, or even to just get a, a new take if you if you are kind of getting tired of these characters and you haven't come across this yet. Um, and fun fact. This universe that you just read is rumored to be what James Gunn is cooking up for the new movie universe. James something, Gunn. something closer inspired to this. We're gonna call it Superman Kingdom Come. I think it'd be interesting to see a movie universe where the big classic superheroes that were normally wanting to be the the mainstays are older and maybe take a backseat to some of the younger characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but that's Kingdom Come. Um, we talked it. about doing more segments being a little easier to access in this new uh, season for you guys. Oh, I think we spent about 30 minutes on Kingdom Come, so, which is warranted. It was a good book. So we're moving on to our next segment. I want to talk about Peacemaker now. You want to talk about Peacemaker? Yeah, real quick. Okay. That is so a short series. One of the one of the so Peacemaker finally got like a one shot um, comic series. After like how many how many years? How many issues was it? It was six. It's a six issue limited series. Yeah. Um, Peacemaker. Just Peacemaker um, tries hard. Tries hard. It's yes. about our boy Peacemaker. It's kind of little. It's kind of based off the TV show where he's kind of John Cena like. His personality it, is very inspired from the show. And he look. He looks exactly like he does in the movies. If you yeah, loved John Cena in The Suicide Squad by James Gunn and the, and Peacemaker the show, show Peacemaker, and you are scratching for more and you can't fill that itch and you can't wait for season two, this is a great book to pick up. Yeah, pretty simple story. He gets a dog. Um, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. He calls it Bruce Wayne. And it gets kidnapped by the brain. Well, it gets kidnapped. And then they're holding it hostage to have him go and do... Oh, to steal some Deathstroke DNA. Hell yeah. That was fun. Uh, so, Major Mala. Yeah, Major, Major Mala. Major Mala and the brain betray our buddy. They take they take the DNA and they shoot him in the back and they say you know what we're gonna keep the dog because I this think, dog was actually pretty nice to us when we were having it hostage. So I think the fucked up thing about the first issue is that Major Mala acts like he's becoming friends. He with acts Chris. like friends and then to the very end because like it was it was funny because he wasn't speaking at all. Yeah, and I was like that's kind of weird because every time I seen Mala he's a he's very uh he's always speaking he's like speaking a lot of French. Yeah, and all was and then all of a sudden damn. Machine gun to the back. Yeah, he machine guns him to the back, and then he's like, "Oh, by the way, this shit sucks. The things that you showed me that you thought I liked, they suck." We weren't really hanging out. I actually hated you. Yeah. The shit that he says, um, it's really sad. Um, this, but um, it's pretty cool that he uh, he gets his um parole officer to help him go kidnap. I mean, not kidnap. I'm sorry. Go rescue his dog, um, who turns out to be. An old superhero from the Golden Age. The Red Bee. The Red Bee. I never heard of this guy <laughs> until, until they were You've never heard of DC classic character, the Red Bee? <laughs> no. 
know. <laughs> yeah, me either. me either. This one was a weird one for me too. Um, but he's, he's a World War II era uh, meta human. Yeah, he can. He he's he has super strength. He is super durable, and, and he, he trains. He trains a B. A one B. He has one B at a time. It was. It did lead to that funny joke when they're in the Amazon and. Like they're fighting a bunch of like um drug dealers and like the bees flying around and the the guys all like ah it's a bee get away from me and then the henchman's like hey man we're in the Amazon you gotta be more scared than a bee and then the bee came to him he's like oh shit that's coming to me now jeez <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah but it was it was a fun book uh-huh. um, you meant you remember the you were talking about you remember the Black Hawk in the story yeah. that old guy in the in the um yes the yeah the plane? pilot the pilot was the red Hawk. bee is a friends with oh that's oh I didn't even realize that. Wow. Yeah, that's that's what the Blackhawks are, and that big war wheel that yeah. they're fighting at the very end. Also, he call at one point he calls. Well, Red B gives him his tragic backstory that uh, the brain killed his old World War II troop, or was it Immortus? It was the brain. Yes, the brain. The brain. It. They. Um. They said in this. I guess they retconned to where like a lot of World War II weaponries from those old comic books were yeah. made by the brain because that war wheel you saw. They saw it was a a big deal at mm-hmm. the end. That was actually a Blackhawks recurring villain, a big ass fucking wheel that shoots guns everywhere, and they have to like Jesus. destroy it a couple times. That's a Spider-Man villain in Marvel called Big Wheel. Big, who would want to fight Big Wheel or War Wheel? <laughs> big Wheel. But it's obviously War Wheel. Eric, Big Wheel is big. How big is it? Bigger than War Wheel? It's. I mean, his his name is War Wheel, not Big Wheel. <laughs> right. We'll have to discuss this probably another time. bigger. No. Um, I do have to say that by the end, um, Red B kind of takes over the story. Kind of like well, he, he gets defeat, his, he defeats he Deathstroke. Gets, he defeats the Brain because he's uh at first he's introduced as Chris's parole officer. Yes. Right. Uh, Chris being Peacemaker's real name. Um, and then he reveals himself to be the Red Bee to help Chris go get his dog back because he's like, I think this is actually healthy. I think you need to go do this, um, and I'm going to help you do this. And then he, as he's talking to Chris, he's like, sh- he's like showing him, he's telling him his backstory, how he lost his friends, how he let go of all of that, right? And then they run into the war wheel, <laughs> which gives him PTSD, which gives him a little bit of PTSD. Um, and he even calls Waller and is like, I got to go save Bruce Wayne. And Waller's like, they have Bruce Wayne. They have Bruce Wayne. And he, she's like, hold on, Chris. Um, get she, get, she get the military this, on standby. She, get the, she, she opens up the laptop with all of the kill switches for the Suicide Squad to like <laughs> yeah. get them going. Yeah, she's getting all these people prepped up. And she's like, where's Bruce Wayne right now? And then like they had a little talk, keep talking about it like it's serious. But then yeah. it revealed like, yeah, I'm going to get my dog back. And then she's like, your dog? Your dog's name Bruce Wayne? He's like, yeah, Bruce Wayne Jr. Did I not tell you this? And then she just hangs up she on him. She just hangs up on him. That is so funny. And then she hovers over his kill button for a minute. <laughs> Remember that? There's a yeah, panel where she's she just hold- like... And then she just... Not today. Closes the case. That's um, so sad. But yeah, he... Uh, so this Red Bee ends up also becoming like a father figure. Yeah. Kind of to Peacemaker. There's a guy that gives him advice and listens to his stupid shit because... It kind of, like I say, it kind of expired from the uh, inspired from the TV show where he has like a tr- uh, a bad dad and all that stuff. Yeah, and uh, of course, if he's going to be his like fill in father figure that that heals that uh, positive older male influence that Chris needed as a child, they're going to have to kill him off. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm to me, it's just like if you're going to have a, a like Peacemaker finally has his own story for like a long time, and uh, my thing is about me. If you're going to be the namesake character, you should kind of like do something at the end yeah be the hero and i'm not saying it's bad but like red b kind of like stealing a show near the end and kim just like all right chris you just go away i'm gonna save the day now and 
I think, but again, I think that's a big part of Chris's journey, though, too. Well, there better be a sequel. It's to this. a step back. If, if that's true. Then I hope that I hope Peacemaker at least gets one more story. It might be. That would be nice. But uh, I would honestly like it was fun. It was good. Uh, I'd give it a three out of five recommendation scale. I'll be the same. Three yeah. out of five. Uh, I just don't know how much I. F- I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, like if you really like the movies, go for it. Definitely do it. It'll be. Um, Super accessible to you. It introduces you to some cool characters. Like uh, it, it introduces Mortis. Yeah, and Mortis, Mortis uh, the, the brain, brain, Mala, Red um, B, Red uh, B, Deathstroke, the War Wheel. Oh, Snowflame was in it too. Snowflame was in it. That, that is that's true. A, that's a guy who that became... is a that is a guy who gets uh, superpowers from doing cocaine. Yep, that guy. Exists. He's in it. He is in a comic book in 2021. You know, before this, he was like a apparently he was a recurring a recurring Catwoman villain. Like he when, was, he was, a, he was a recurring Catwoman villain. Yeah, well, like when Catwoman had it on story, apparently he made a couple appearances as a villain. That's nuts. I'm That's glad. insane. I'm glad they. I'm glad DC hasn't forgotten him. God, but yeah, no Peacemaker. Uh, what was it? Peacemaker tries hard. Tries hard. Peacemaker tries hard. Yeah, yeah. three out of five recommendation. There's Definitely trade, go for go it. Go find it. Oh yeah, trade version would be the best way to read that. I think because we were reading it week to week or month to month. I think. Yeah, when when it came out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, w- we wanted to, you know, give you guys some, that's our books that we've read together that we wanted to rate and talk about on today's book club portion, but let's get into the news. Let's get into comic news. Maybe stuff that the you news? guys are aware of. The uh, the galactic French horn is actually reporting, which <laughs> if you guys don't know what that is, it's kind of like the daily bugle on your planet. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the galactic French horn. It's for space. Yeah. You, it's a space thing. You guys so, want to understand. Crazy. This used to be a One Piece podcast, and we'll talk about One Piece. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a little slice of One maybe Piece Maybe not for today, you, you know, uh, but we'll talk about some news about One Piece because the One Piece got announced. Do you know what that is, Eric? Wait, is that the anime? That's the, the anime. anime. Oh. How do you feel? About fucking time. Right? I, as, Toei, as much as Toei has done a lot for the series with the great voice acting and some really good um, I, scenes, I'm... they were especially good in the early days, but now... <laughs> we need to like rehash some of those old stories. Well, I th- I think it's interesting because um when One Piece is compared to Naruto, it's Naruto's international success was way bigger, right? At, yeah, right. At first, yeah. Mostly mostly One Piece's success was domestic. It was mostly selling a lot in Japan, right? Whereas well, like think- most Naruto fans were American because when it came to America the way Naruto was released it was a little more grown up. Yeah, it was like very. It was barely censored. The anime was yeah. barely censored. While the one there piece was anime, blood, and then yeah, blood, dude. I, that was like shocking to me as a kid. The one piece anime debuted in America on four kids. Yes, the same uh, people who dubbed the Pokemon, who dubbed Digimon, who dubbed Tokyo Mew Mew. <laughs> It did. It, they took out the blood. They replaced the beer with juice. They replaced the cigarettes with lollipops. The guns with pop guns or oh, water guns. Oh, dude. Like, you thought them changing a rice ball to a donut in Pokemon was bad, dude? Wait until the some of the choices they made for the 4Kids dub. But I will but say like, this. I will say this for the 4Kids dub. They did have some good choices for voice acting. Voice, Maybe act, not voice, voice acting, like voices. Yeah, voices. Maybe not voice direction, because they were still kind of annoying, but I felt like if it was a good voice director, they could like it was just, these people to be better. But it was just presented more as a goofy kid's cartoon. 
than a serious. Except when like, the fight scenes came on. Apparently, it was still kind of laid back, but they didn't hold back on some of the punches, I believe. But but like it just butt, it just yeah, didn't it. lend well to like get a big following over yeah. here. The Naruto way it was released, had a bigger following. Obviously. So I think I think it'll be cool to see, you know, One Piece yeah. getting a fresh animation that is targeted towards an international audience. This is good because when the live action show came out, people were all like, "Oh, I kind of want to watch the anime now, but it's way too long." Well, now they get the a new dude, anime to start from. Dude, it's my be great my aunt. Loves the live action. Really? That's She's <laughs> Lanky, uh, Lanky Dice's uh, mom loves the live action. Dude, my mom loves the live action. Dude, I think my mom watched the live action. I, I, was, watching like, the, I was watching the last moms episode. Moms love the live action. <laughs> I was watching the, because um, she's from the Philippines. I was yeah. watching the, uh, when they're on Nami's village and they're at her house and she's like, I grew up on one of those houses. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Um, God, I'm just, I'm excited for the One Piece because I, as someone who, has been reading the manga. Yeah, you just got started on it. And just caught up to it. I don't like the anime. I only watch the anime when there's a really interesting fight scene or if it's thriller bark. Or the funny or a funny compilation. Or funny compilations. Or that scene where Usopp and, and Frankie are dancing on that table. They are killing it, dude. The, the anime has done its has done its own fair share of like good additions, but most of all, it's a lot of unnecessary stuff. Yeah. So who I'm excited for it. I, I'm personally, I'm pumped. I'm ready for it. Yeah, it's gonna be too. like for me. It's gonna be like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Like it's just. I feel like it's One just gonna piece be One Piece Brotherhood. <laughs> One Piece in the comma. <laughs> One Piece Ultimate. It's called V One Piece. That's what it's called. But I think oh, yeah. I think it'll like do the thing. Like the pacing won't be so bad. You know what I mean? Like it'll be it, like what One Piece right now is at what one thousand what how many episodes? It's over a thousand, yeah. Yeah, it's over a thousand. I think honestly, though, One Piece might be around nine hundred. It's gonna be like yeah. it's gonna be like One Piece's own Dragon Ball Z Kai. You know when Kai like cut out all of the reaction shots? And oh the, my god! And the filler shots and yes. the panning shots and the, the screaming le- less shots. Fillers. That's what I'm saying. Um, the amazing. pacing's gonna be incredible. It's gonna be like half the episodes to get through an arc. I've been waiting for this for a long time. I, I haven't. Day. I've been waiting it's 84 years. It's like years. when I read Berserk and you guys were like, it's been six months since the last chapter. And I was like, oh, it's about to come out. I just caught up. <laughs> <laughs> or those other fans were like, it's been five years and they're still in the sea. Oda's been in surgery for two months. And it's like, oh, well, I, I just caught up to Ennis Lobby. Yeah, I hate you. Sometimes manga fans are pretty uh, ungrateful, but no. But <laughs> yeah, so, so that's the one piece. Uh, and then other news, uh, Suicide Squad kills the Justice. This league just got leaked. Uh, uh, allegedly. allegedly, the story yeah. got leaked. It I mean, looks dumb. It looks as dumb as the rest of the game. Yeah, you can disagree. You, no, no, we, no. It, it doesn't look. It looks kind of. I don't know how to put it, but it's it like it's like, like Poison Ivy is nine, and Lex Luthor sends them to an alternate Earth, and no. they're on the alternate Earth, and they meet the alternate Earth Lex Luthor, and so then they're they, in an they kill Flash, Earth? and then they go back to Earth One, which is what they're calling it in, th- in the leak, but that's not it can't be Earth One because Earth One's a different continuity. Uh, it it just looks bad. It, it like revolves sound- around them jumping from Earth to Earth, where the same situations happening but different outcomes, and it's like what this is. 
oh, so we can replay the same missions over and over again? <laughs> That's what it is. With different skins. You can give us the same gameplay you repetitively were... and make me feel like I'm doing something new, even though I'm not doing anything. Oh, the map's reversed. I start at the end of it, and the boss fight's at the start of it. <gasps> oh, crazy. Thank Apparently you. Poison Ivy's nine now. You didn't, you didn't Poison know Ivy that. got resurrected as being nine years old, and yeah, Harley's like, your name's Poison Ivy. And Poison Ivy's like, that's stupid. I never call myself that. Don't and you just love Harley jokes Quinn's like that? Like, we used to scissor. And then Boomerang's like, you can't say that to a child, Arlie. Oh, my God. That is fucked up. Yeah, you were like, oh, I'm fine with her being nine. I'm like, I'm not. I didn't say it like that. I'm I, not I, cool with her being nine, dude. What I didn't the say fuck? I was fine with it. Oh, well, I was... You were literally like, that's kind of a cool idea. And I was like, no, especially in a story that involves Harley Quinn post their romantic interest. That's it's I don't like that. That's strange. Right. They're, of course, they're going to not miss an opportunity to make something like that. Make a joke like that. Stupid, stupid <sighs> game. I'm glad that it's just microtransactions and I can ignore it. <laughs> yeah. You've seen those. Cl- you've seen those sh- screenshots of like the menu screen for a PVE co-op game. Stupid. Warner Dumb. Brothers. Warner Brothers. Is Warner Brothers. We know that we play Mortal Kombat, so we know how fucked up it is. Dude, oh, that new Mortal Kombat. Let's, I don't even want to. It's all microtransactions. Um, as, I don't think. Is it not as bad as the? It, I don't have. The last I don't game. have any. No, I think it's better than the last game because in the last game. Uh, like the gear system made me feel like I was constantly getting re- like I hate gear systems. Let's, let's not get me wrong. I do not like gear systems, but it was expansive enough to make me feel like I was getting new looks for my characters every so often. Whereas this game, the only way you're going to get new looks is if you spend money. Oh yeah, that's you're right. There's yeah. one gear piece for every character, and they're all kind of repeated and the same. So it's it's kind of hard to to make me feel like, you know that I'm earning anything or anything's changing, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, but that's, that's, that's some news that we wanted to get into. Cause again, we wanted it to be a little more accessible. Shout some news. What's going on out in the, the, the sphere, at least whatever interests us or what interests us. Yeah. I mean, what hey. interests us should interest you. You're yeah, listening you, to this. Yeah. You can only be Don't interested in stop. something that we're no. interested in. Settle down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stop you're getting, being, a, you're getting aggressive. Being, stop being authoritative, uh, Eric, but we have another new segment outside of the news. Uh, I'd like to educate you guys on a niche interest of mine inside of comic books. Comic books already a niche interest. Another interest inside of that. Uh, Villains of the week. Villains of the week. And that's what we'll call this. Villains of the week. Uh, Every week. Let's let's say it at the same time. Okay. One. Three. Seven. One, two, two wait, three. no, I go one, you go two, <laughs> I'll go three, you go four, and then we say it. Okay. okay. One, two, three, four, villains, villains of, of the week. week. All right, yeah. we fucked, that was okay. Oh, I, we, we'll work one on it. One more time. One, two, three, four, villains, villains of, of the week. week. Okay. I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. No, Please we're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come, or Eric's going to come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why it's called an we're orgasm. Both, we're both no, coming. that's that's terrible. Uh, shout out Josh Giggling. Um, the villains. Your your favorite villains. niche is like dumb villains. Dumb villains. Dumb villains who show up for one week and then disappear and then become important or team up later. Right. Yeah. So uh, this week I want to talk about. Well, you actually brought the brothers Grimm. <laughs> The Brother Grimm. You finished them. I made custom figures of the Brother Grimm. The Brothers Grimm. 
Um, I was literally hanging out with you yesterday. I was showing you them, and I was like, I'm going to paint these and make these action (laughs) figures. Yeah, look at these blank slates. I'm going to paint these. And they're here. You actually did them. I'm I'm impressed. One second. Here, hold that. So he's taking out his his, his toys. I'm sorry, his figures that he custom made himself. They're not toys, Mom. They're they're customizable. They're customized action figures. You did a really good job. I'm just saying, man. I appreciate that. I I, uh, spent... Way too much time on them. I was up until about one a.m. painting, uh, and and uh, fucking priming and sanding and painting again. Priming and sanding and painting and priming and, and sanding and, and priming and, and, and sanding. Sanding and painting. These Eric are the brothers Grimm. Uh, the brothers Grimm. To give you a full breakdown, um, we have to talk about a man named Nathan Dolly. Nathan Dolly. A.K.A. Mr. Dolly. What? <laughs> this is a hero? <laughs> this is a villain. It's a man who befriended a voodoo shaman man and was taught and bought a doll from him. A, a doll that he could magically reform to be another person's likeness. And then whatever he did to that doll happened to that person, right? He could make a, he had like this like clay voodoo doll that he could, he mastered into forming into another person right before your eyes. So, and he was using it to go to rich person after rich person, turn the doll into that rich person and then make them sign over a bunch of their money to him. That was Genius his scheme. Idea. Genius idea. That's, That's all he was doing. Doesn't seem like illegal. That's all. It's very illegal. Is voodoo in the Constitution? I don't Vo- think so. I guess voodoo does it. I don't know. Is it voodoo? Is it a crime if you rob someone using a voodoo doll? Yeah. If I made a voodoo doll of Eric and made him go to it, and then we went to an ATM and I made his voodoo doll give me all the money in his account, is that really a crime? Well, if you do it to me, then yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, if it happens to me, yeah. <laughs> it was me. That's, and, and that's how the ruling class treats it. So anyways. Um, Mr. Dolly and his. So his, he's, he's, he's doing the scheme on this big steel baron. I get it. Who Mr. Is, Dolly. And he has a doll. doll. Voodoo doll. Nathan doll. Dolly. Go on. Mr. Dolly isn't even like an alien. It's not like a superhero name. That's literally just his name because he's Nathan <laughs> Dolly. He's Mr. Dolly. Well, he refers himself as Mr. Dolly. It's an alias. So. He's doing his thing, but to one of the guys he's doing his thing to, that guy was working with Stark Industries. And when he, like, when he out of nowhere pulls out of a deal that he was going to do with Stark, Stark is like, what the hell? What the heck? And he goes and he sees him. He's like, hey, dude, we had this deal set up. Like, what are we, what are we doing? Like, why did you pull out? Actually, who's that fucking freak on your yard with a doll? Um, <laughs> Why is that how he got discovered? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the fuck, Mr. Dolly? <laughs> but Iron Man goes over and tries to fight him, and Mr. Dolly fucks with him, and he Iron Man has to run away because he beats Iron Man in the first fight. It's one of those villains of the week. Like he beats him, he runs away. Right, so this is so this is an Iron Man villain. So, anyways, <laughs> Iron Man comes back with a new suit, the classic Iron Man shtick, um, and eventually. He uses a force beam to change the doll into Mr. Dolly as, like, Mr. Dolly drops the doll as it's formed up as Iron Man to damage Iron Man. So he damages himself. Not like he gets defeated, gets put away. Years later, he, he loses his doll, right? Iron Man takes the doll away from him, destroys it, whatever. Um, years later, he's out and about. He goes to another voodoo guy, and he buys... These two dolls that the voodoo guy's like, you can transfer your soul into these dolls, making them living dolls. And he's like, okay, okay. And then he buys two and he goes home and he sets them down. And then we cut back to the shop and the guy's like, probably should have told that guy not to do the ritual in the same room as two dolls. 
because that can be real dangerous. Yeah, what the heck? You should probably he, fall. Because he doesn't. Get, he's like, maybe him. I should have given him the instruction manual. And then yeah, Mr. Yeah. Dolly's doing the ritual, and his spirit comes out of his body, and instead of entering one of the dolls, it splits in two and enters each doll. And then his wife... Uh, God, I can't remember. Priscilla Dolly. It's Mrs. Dolly. It's yeah, Miss Dolly. I know, I know it's <laughs> Mrs. Dolly, bastard, but her name is Priscilla Dolly. She treats the two dolls as her sons, and they in turn act like her sons. Um, and they have like conflicting personalities, and they're like doing all these crimes, and they're like stealing money from like one of them is like very showy and very like like almost Joker-esque in his like way he does crime. Like he shows up to a playhouse of Hansel and Gretel and he like shows up and he's like, I'm brother Grimm. Tra-la. Give me shekels. Give me greenbacks. Give me coin, oh baby. Lord. That's what I want. Why does he talk like that? And then, and then the other brother Grimm is out there doing crime and he's like breaking into like a Senator's house and like waking him up in the middle of the night, like holding him by the throat. Like I'm taking you to the fucking bank and you're going to withdraw all of your cash $100,000 straight into my pockets or I'll fucking kill you so, and expose you as a fraud. So his name is Grim 2 and his name no it's Grim Brother one. Grim. So in his initial appearance as Brother Grim, he shows up in Spider-Woman number 3 1978. Oh, Spider-Woman villain. These are. <laughs> these guys are. So this and they're is in California and they're terrorizing this town, right? They're stealing from here, they're stealing from there. It, everybody thinks it's one dude. Um, and then like this guy called the hangman shows up and fights uh one of the brothers with Spider Woman and then Spider Woman. The entire time Spider Woman's not even interested in fighting these criminals. She's yeah, just like, like What happened to my dad? Also, these freaks are here throwing eggs at me and Brother and, Grim. Ah, Anyways, a couple of issues later, about nine, um, they, sh <laughs> they show back up. Oh, by the way, this entire time from uh, issue number three all the way up to issue 12, uh, Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman, is living with Priscilla Dolly and her two sons. What? She doesn't know. She's like renting a room from them and she doesn't know. She, again, she's not interested in fighting crime. She's not interested in fighting Brother Grimm. She's only interested in finding her father's killer, but this is also just happening. That's how comics kind of were sometimes. Yeah. So uh, fucking weirdos. they're fucking weird, dude. So anyways, um, these guys need to find a human body to put their one soul of their father, which it's not really their dad. It's it's their one soul that's split into two bodies back into a human form. Right. So Priscilla Dolly's trying to do this and they get Jessica Drew's um, spider woman's boyfriend and they tie him up and like they're doing the transfer, but then she thwarts it and the soul goes and there's no body for it to go into. So Nathan Dolly dies. Right. Woo. That's the end Woo. of the brothers Grimm, William and uh, William and Jake Dolly. That's what they were called when they were in the two separate bodies. What? They're not brother Grimm. Not, not anymore. Well, because these two idiots buy the playhouse that Priscilla Dolly was like using as like a front to like do these crimes and like hide all of the goonies. Wait, Priscilla stuff. Dolly was the She was the she was trying to get her husband back. Okay, okay. Are you I lost? Thought, I, thought, you I, thought, another... I thought you mentioned something about them, like she bet was backing them these crime guys up, their crimes. She was acting as their mom and try but but, but well, she wasn't she really that, their mom. Did she, knew, she did know that. That she, she knew that they were doing crimes and all that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was back. she was supporting them through that. She was trying to get all Ooh. the circumstances ready to bring her husband back. And while all that while she's doing all this crime and stuff, she let Spider Woman 
Border. Live in her house. Well, okay. She didn't know. Keep going. So, six years later, 1984, Iron Man 188, right? Uh, Barton and... Oh, I forget the other guy's name. Dang it. Uh, but these two brothers buy the playhouse that Priscilla Dolly was working out of. she left the dolls there. She left the costumes. They find the brothers' grim costumes. Oh, they found the costumes. Yes. And they put them on, right? And let me explain their powers a little bit. They don't. They don't explain them at all. <laughs> They'll show up and they'll throw they'll throw ropes out of their fingertips and they'll throw eggs at people and they fly on these little like clouds that are made of like solid matter and there's like flying stars that they can summon and fly on and they can they can they can shoot gas that knocks people out from their fingertips. They do a bunch of weird magical shit and it's all because of the costumes, the doll costumes. Um and so the, one of the brothers is like, they were like kicking around this old theater and they're like, fuck, man, we were trying to make a retail investment. We wanted to buy that diner over there off of like the mountains on that pristine location. But that idiot, that fucking asshole bought it out from under us. And now we, we're stuck with this shitty little playhouse that we have to convert and put a bunch of work into. And the other brother's like, dude, look, I found these costumes from those guys who like <laughs> threw eggs at Spider-Woman six years ago. And then his brother's like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Take we that can, shit off, dude. Be. And then he was like, he was like, no, but like if the costumes are hidden here, maybe all of their other gadgets are. And then he like shoots his hand out and is like, come on, bro, grab my hand. And he like wraps his brother up with the powers. And they're like, oh, fuck, no, it's the suits that have all of the hidden abilities. And they decide to put the suits on, fly over to the diner and terrorize the guy who bought the diner fucking they wanted. Yeah, no, situation. But Iron Man's there. And like, so, <laughs> so they show Iron up. Man's here to yeah. save this one no, diner. No, he's not. He's not there to save the diner. He was there having lunch with oh, his friends. He's just, all he's just there. And like, he's just the brothers, there. brothers Grimm are like, we're fucking here. Tra-la. Why the right? fuck are the Avengers here? And then like, like, yeah, because Barton is the one who wanted to put the suit on. Yeah. And his other brother is like, dude, like they get there and he's like, you told me this would be easy. And then Barton's <laughs> like, fuck it. We're fighting Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> and they do. They like fight Iron Man, dude. Um, and they beat him, kind of. They kind of well, they don't beat him. They they hold him at bay and they get away from him. Um, and they decide to go back. But the whole time, Iron Man's waiting for them back there. And when they show back up, he eventually defeats them. But they're like they're throwing like, eggs at him and they're throwing beans at him. And they're like they're like making magic beans grow into giant vines and shit. So what is this? Their I guess, power. I, well, I guess their power. Their is power is the suit. The suit gives them presentation. Which, if you play D anD D, you might be familiar with that spell. Yeah, you can kind of Even in the in the it. game of D anD D presentation. Yes, please tell everybody who who doesn't know. Like, so in the game of D anD D, you can do stuff like you can clean things, you can soil things, you can make things smell nice, you can do a little sensory effect that has no like actual effect on anyone. But in the comic universe, that means that they can just apparate golden eggs that have acid in them. They can shoot smoke bombs. They can throw cream oh, I pies. See. So because they're named the Brothers Grimm, they have saying. a bunch of access to fairy tale fairy bullshit. Tale. It, that they can manifest out of their pockets. <laughs> Cleavers count too, because like you know, like a, like a meat cleaver is like the witch in the woods chopping up the kids, right? Uh, my favorite one, my favorite story. Um, but let's see. Oh, Percy and Barton Grimes is the second pair. It's the, it's the two brothers who buy the theater. Percy and Barton. Percy and Barton Grimes. Were they still called Brothers Grimm and the yeah. last guys? Yeah, they call they call themselves Brothers Grimm. They're in Fresno, California, home of the Fresno Nightcrawlers. Careful um, out there, all you Fresno Fresno Knights or whatever yeah. they're called. 
Um, but they show up a couple other times through comics, and I'll, uh, that's kind of their first couple appearances. That's their first two appearances. Their most notable and most recent appearance in my head is when uh, Dr. Octopus cloned himself a Peter Parker body and moved to San Francisco to become a superhero in his own right, and he became the superior octopus. And the first thing that he encounters while he's the out... The Brothers in, Grimm. He encounters the Night Shift, oh. which is a team that the Brothers Grimm is on. Oh. It's a bunch of spooky-themed <laughs> villains. Um, but yeah, so they, they fight Captain America. Uh, they, uh, they, they, Moon Knight hangs out with them for a little while. <laughs> um, Crossfire, which is another villain we might get to so, later. So um, did you meet these guys while reading Moon Knight? Did you pop? I actually met these guys while reading Superior Spider, um, or Superior Octopus. And I, I just liked their look. And then I did some research on them. I like their power and their whole their shtick. Like yeah. I thought their shtick you know, was funny. I, I like their shtick too. I like how there's always two of them. You need you need. They're two. the brothers grin. They're the brothers grin. You need a they're a duo. Um, and 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 they're like just two dudes. They're just like two guys who decided to go be criminals on a whim, um, and got low key possessed by the suits' kind of evil intentions and powers. Um, they fought Captain America. They they fought an Iron Man. Uh, they were a big villain of uh, Hawkeye for a little bit when uh, Crossfire put out a hit on Hawkeye's arm. His arm? Yeah. Like just, he was, just his arm? That's like Deadshot putting out a hit on um, Green Arrow's arm, like his, his, his drawing arm, you know oh, what I, I mean? Oh, I see, yeah. Um, well, they I, feel were like on the... kill, I feel like killing him would be a, lot, a little bit easier. Nah, but it's like it's more of like a trophy thing. Yeah, okay. okay, um, okay. It, you, it's worse than killing him because you take away his ability to what, oh, what he can do. You know what I mean? Um, that is even worse. Like hell right there. They they joined the um, Brotherhood of Evil for a little bit. They What? Are they even mutants? Oh, no. Sorry, Masters of Evil, not Brotherhood of there Evil. Sorry, go. listeners. Um, they're not mutants. They're just two dudes who <laughs> find ima- some suits. Can you imagine them like, yes, this is our mutant power. Is to they fight. They're, they're West Coast based. So they're based in San Francisco. So they fight the West Coast Avengers a lot. Um, and they they are that level of villain where like they're just two normal dudes at the end of the day. So like when the Skrulls invade, they actually fight to save the world. Like they fight on the side of the good guys to to stop the alien oh, yeah. invasion. Fuck, fuck aliens! We're gonna take over. The Brothers Grimm is gonna take over the world, not you aliens. <laughs> um, they do also attack um, Asgard when Norman Osborn leads Asgard? a raid on Asgard. Yeah, these and, guys, these guys lead as no, they don't. They don't lead a raid on Asgard. They join a raid on Asgard okay. led by Norman right, Osborn. Don't, don't get me excited like that, because if you tell me that, that guy's amazing. They're automatically level ten if they're <laughs> if they're like raiding Asgard. Um, so both of them, both of them have increased uh, durability. They have a sleight of hand factor where they can kind of pull. They're, they're like magicians, really. Um, they have these five pointed stars that they can fly around on. They have explosive eggs and all that. And they're 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 kind of goofy, but they're goofy in that way that like they're a little dangerous. Like you get they they throw a cream pie at you, and you're like, oh, a pie, but then it hits you and it's acid and it melts you. It's always acid. <laughs> yeah, but um, these guys do seem like a threat. I I'm and that's why uh, if I were to have them join our guild of of, of evil inspired the by guild of calamitous intent, the guild of calamitous intent, guild of calamitous uh, intent, trademarked of course. <laughs> TM. Um. I give them a seven. A seven. I'd give these guys a seven. This is these are a seven. All right, well, let's go. Let's, let's, they are let's, menacing. Let's do a little like recap here. All right, mm-hmm. so they fought against big time superheroes like uh, Iron Man, Iron Man, Spider Woman, Captain, Captain America. America. They have their own team of of like they have been on the Masters of Evil, the so, Night Shift, and they so they they lead their own team. 
of super people. They're like, I wouldn't call them the leaders. Okay, they're not the leaders. They they joined that group of like they were on that team. So they never led a group. I don't know if they've ever led. I don't think they've ever led a group. They they um let's see. They I mean no they're sure, mostly I mean, just I mean, kind of gang guys. I mean sure they can um. I guess you can, sure they can fight against Iron Man and Captain America, but how much of a threat were they to them? I I honestly they they okay so all right at the time that they fought Iron Man, Iron Man was James Rhodes, it wasn't Tony Stark. Wait, so how? Okay, it was, right, here's it a better was, question. What year was this? What, what year was so, this? So okay, so they first showed up as Brothers Grimm in uh, 1978, Spider Woman number three. Okay. Then they showed up in 1984, Iron Man 188. It's not the Iron Man, but it was another Iron. That's Man. I, that's that's Iron Man. That's Iron Man. That's that's Iron Man 1963 or something, was all he, the way up to the, 1996. Wait, was he the first Iron Man? No, that's that in Marvel, oh. the series just goes. So that series starts with Iron Man number one that came out in the 60s, oh. and then it just kept going until 96, and then they stopped it and hard rebooted it. And was like, this is the new this Iron Man 1996 up to well, 2008, I think is that. So they got they, they got so the Tony Stark was Iron Man in this series, but it's issue one to 188. Twenty plus years have passed of storytelling. Hmm. You understand that? Kinda, but anyway, yeah. So these people. So you're saying these guys are from like the the, the 80s. bronze yeah, the 80s. so. You know, I'm gonna give them. Well, you know these guys more, but from my outside perspective, I think I'll give them a five. A five? Yeah. These guys are not a five. I think you want so badly to find the middle ground of what the scale is. No, 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 no. That's not true. I just, I mean, to me, what you there's say to me. There's two of them. Yeah. There's two of them with the same powers. They throw exploding eggs, melting pies, wow. sleeping I gas. I feel like anybody can dodge. Beams. Well, that is a good power. I feel like any a lot of people can dodge. Sure, they, they also have be- this. They also have. He has. Uh, they have the shtick where they like somebody goes to tackle them, and then the costume deflates, and then they're like, "Ha ha! I was no, right it, behind you." I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm giving them five because I feel like what you're telling me. They do have a, a oppressive um, arsenal of schemes and stuff, and they can. They do sound like they can be like a. Um, a nuisance for the higher superheroes, but I don't. Know, they haven't really led anybody. They they don't seem like they could. Um, I don't think leadership is a factor in this. I don't think they could. Uh, I don't know. Hold a city ransom. I think these guys could hold my heart ransom. I'd at least give them a six. I I would agree with you if you said six. All right, we'll reach the meal ground six. I think I think six is a fair rating for them. I think seven. Because I think they are truly capable. Okay, we'll, we'll put them down for six, and then we'll have them opening for seven. When there's an opening for a seven's position, we'll we'll put them. We'll, on we'll, reevalu- <laughs> we'll reevaluate <laughs> once we have more villains stored so up, up in this. We're up for reevaluation. How about that? I got you. I understand. <laughs> that, um, was, that was fun. But yeah, so that's the villain of the week. Next week, you're going to bring someone to the table. Oh yes, I will. Try. Are you going to make an action figure? Oh, I wish. I wish I had your time to, and skills. To I do don't that. have that much time. I just I sacrificed a lot of sleep to do it. Hey, it worked out, dude. Look at them. I, I'm, glad, guys, I'm glad you didn't. Even, you didn't have to waste time on the skull too, because this figure already came with the. Skull if you guys want to see the figure, uh, we will be po- posting a bunch of. I am a big toy collector. I love Marvel Legends. Um, I'll be posting a bunch of pictures of them fighting. 
several different characters. Also, some screen caps of comics I've read with them in there, uh, just showing off some of their sillier moments, some of their silly screen captures. They're kind of like in their when they were two guys in one bo- in t- uh, one guy in two different bodies. They were really sexist. They kept calling Spider Woman a female, and then like there's this female. one. Yeah, they he, 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 they keep calling. What are you a, doing, female? God no, damn. it's it's really gross. And there's one scene. Uh, let me see if I can't find it. Uh, oh, he yells at a woman. He goes, she goes, oh my god, and he goes, oh shush, butterball. Your god is probably Porky Pig. Butterball. Now then, my, oh my god, god is money. You know, shekels, cash, the big green cheese. Um, <laughs> that's your. That's like your line. That's that, like your I love that brother's guy. Good line. I, that's a good line. This is a good one. This is a good panel. I don't know who you are, lady. Frankly. I don't even care. And he's grabbing a fireman's axe off the wall <laughs> to swing at um, Spider-Woman. Oh, man. Um, and then another one. This is this is it right here. He goes, strength alone is not Brother Grimm's way, woman. I possess the uncanny ability to think and act simultaneously. What? <laughs> Witness how a common table lamp can become an instrument of death. And then he just fucking chucks a table lamp at Spider-Woman. He just throws a table lamp at her. These people are level seven. <laughs> these guys are... These. I think... Okay. If I'm going to be... I think overall they're a level seven. I think everything included... In terms of character-wise, level seven. I think the original Brothers Grimm are closer to a five. Okay. I think I think William and Jake Dolly, when they were um, Nathan Dolly split into two living dolls, I think that's a level five because Spider-Woman lived with him and they couldn't put it together. Um, but I think once those goofy characters are long gone and these kind of more realistic more down-to-earth guys who are just down on their luck two brothers who like really nothing's going right for them and they, they find just, they, they just, find just the magic they suits. fall into it they fall into super villainy i think they're sevens because they they not they fall into it but they're not they don't shy from it well to me they I, join the masters of evil they join the night shift and they're predominant members in the night shift they're like if i was gonna say if you were gonna say night shift to me and tell me to do a lineup they would always be on it you know what i mean like they're like like I say, hey, say a bunch of Avengers right now, Eric. Really? Yeah, just say some Avengers. All right, um, Tell me Hawk an Avenger. Give me an Avengers team. Go. Uh, just a lineup. Just give me a lineup of Avengers. All right, Vision, Hawkeye, uh, Thor, um, Captain America, um, Hulk. Give me a lineup of X Men. X Men. Okay. Um, Wolverine. Uh, Jube. Okay. Um, Coloss. Okay. Storm. Uh huh. Gabbit. You notice how you said Wolverine for X Men and yeah. like Captain America. Or, or Thor or Hulk for Avengers. Like, those are mainstays in those teams. Like, I don't think really a team is that without one of those, like, identifying characters. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, they What's can What's the name be. of this team again? The Night Shift. Okay, well, is this a big... Is this, is this team a big deal? The Night Shift. <laughs> you keep saying, like, they're a big deal in they're the, the Night Shift. They're the, it's a really they're the big West deal. Coast, they're the West Coast Avengers, like, main antagonist, dude. They're the Night Shift. The West they got Coast. the Gravedigger. They got the Hangman. First of all, they got Shriek. They got the Brothers Grimm. First of all, everyone knows that only crime happens in New York. No, that's so not there's true. No, so there's no point of Avengers. I think that's another. Coast. I think that's another cool thing is that they're a West Coast villain. Yeah. So they they show another part of the universe that we can get into. But um, but I think well to me a seven is, is it seems like 
it's a seven is like getting into the bigger leagues is, is my opinion. Like if, yeah, I would say fighting Iron Man, Captain America is big leagues. I th- yeah, I'd say, I'd still, say joining the masters of evil. Well, guess what? Penny Plunderer fought Batman and he, is he a fucking level 10? I, but I think it's also on terms of like the level of menace. Cause I don't think Batman would say what Captain America has said about the brothers Grimm. Cause menace. Captain America has said, I know that they seem goofy, but they pose a real threat. Okay. You know what? Fine. If Captain America says so, then <laughs> they can get up a level. Captain America's like people, the, the, the biggest, I think the biggest reason they're a level seven is because people underestimate them. They should. Look at them. No, they shouldn't. That's their, their whole thing is that they're sleight of hand magicians in terms of their powers. Yeah, but then when you know So if you them, underestimate them, yeah. you lost. Yeah, but if you know them. It's like when research. you fight Naruto Uzumaki. If you've underestimated him, you lost, Neji. I don't care if you're the smartest man If you man do in the world. research on these guys, they won't be such a big deal. Just learn not to get hit by their eggs but hear or me pie. Out. Hear me out. Hear me out. You're a hero, right? Okay, you just yeah. started your hero career in the Marvel yeah, universe. Yeah, I'm a level one hero. These of freaks? Course I'll be, of course I'll be fighting no, these no, guys. No, no, no. Would you even know about these freaks? You wouldn't. You wouldn't be ready for these freaks. I guess not. You wouldn't know about them unless you followed the night shift. I just like that name as a team the name of villains. Shift. The night shift. That's just a fun. That's just. That sounds like a wrestler the stable. More, the by more, the way, the more you say it, does sound kind of ca- pretty catchy. Tag team partners, the brothers, brothers Grimm, Grimm. <laughs> and they look like luchadors a little bit. Uh, but no. So guys, thanks for listening for this episode. I think we can wrap it here, right? Yeah, that's a good stop point. That was fun. Yeah. Um, come on back. Oh, next week we won't have an episode. It's the holidays on Earth, uh, so we're gonna go ahead and observe that for yeah. you guys. Uh, we wish everybody uh, a happy Honda days. Honda, um, happy Honda days. <laughs> whatever uh, you celebrate, you know, we don't want to, you know, put you in a box. But Merry Christmas, Happy Merry Hanukkah, Space Christmas, Merry Space Christmas, Merry Space Hanukkah. Whatever, whatever you guys uh, celebrate. Hanukkah's already passed, but you know, belate it. Um, Boxing Day. Boxing Day, the day after. Um, check us out on Instagram at Book Club from Planet Zero. Oh, yeah. That's where we're going to be posting pictures of the Brothers yeah, Grimm. Check in out action. the Brothers Grimm, dude. Uh, you're going to post your panels of them. I'll like, post panels of them. Make them. See how crazy and like threatening they are. Yeah, I'll show. I'll show off the eggs. Um, yeah, show. Yeah, show off. Show off what what they're capable of. Yeah, sh- post a picture of that. That's gonna get posted. One of them. There's literally a, one of these guys on <laughs> top of a. Look at him on top of a building throwing pies. He's actually on his flying star right there. He's on a flying star. He throws magic beans and they grow up and they grab Iron Man. And he gets all tangled. Yeah, because yeah, Iron Man didn't know who these guys were at first. He also had a headache at the time. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know who you were. I had a headache. I just got done eating. Yeah, but follow us on Instagram, uh, Book Club from Planet Zero. You get updates from us. You get to see what we're up to, what comics we're reading. We engage with you guys. Uh, follow our Facebook page. Give us a like. Give us a rate on Spotify. Share it with uh, your friends and family. Leave a comment. We usually have a Q&A going on down at the bottom of the episode asking you something related to the episode, like what you're reading or maybe a villain of the week that you want to hear about. Maybe uh, make a request and we'll do some research into a villain. I think that'd be fun. And also there's a little uh, Patreon. Do we still have that up? Yeah, we do have a Patreon. Go go touch that little Patreon button and, you know, just just take a look at it, you know? Yeah, for uh, $200 a month, I will (laughs) make you a custom figure once a year. I will buy, I will make. (laughs) $200 a month, one figure a year. Yeah. (laughs) That's yeah. a good deal. It's only $2,400 <laughs> for uh, a custom Christian Rice original Marvel Legend. And uh, it's probably just going to be a repaint. No. Oh, then what's the word? Actually, I do spit on well, Like, when I get paint where there's not supposed to be, I'll spit on it with, like, I'll spit on my thumb and then try to rub that there paint you go. off. That's how you know it's authentic Christian made. Yep. All you right, get, You can get a DNA tested and it'll come back from me. But yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Until next time on Planet Zero, it was lovely having you guys. Yeah.
It was, it was nice. It's nice to be back. And remember, Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. You play are us, amazing. Yeah, play us off, Swamp Thing. Thank you.